fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe against Cobra, the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there. the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against COBRA, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. This is G.I. Joe, a real American hero. The adventure continues. This is a bi-weekly G.I. Joe role-playing game where our group of Joes is continuing the never-ending battle against Cobra. Set 40 years after the organization of the original G.I. Joe group, we find a new group of Joes going up against the evil forces of Cobra. Join us on this mission as these Joes risk life and limb to stop the terrorist organization known as Cobra! Hey, Joes, here we go with session two of G.I. Joe. The adventure continues. Damn it, I guess we need some more ninjas. Yo, Joe. So, when last we left off, I just wanted to watch back on the end of the last adventure as we ran over a little bit and, and didn't want to make anyone late for bed or whatever else you had to do, so I kind of cut it off, but in order to have a proper epilogue. Once you prevented the bats from coming out of those containers, the rest of the sweep of the pit went uneventfully. There's no sign of the mysterious guy who ducked in the vent. There were no other bats running around loose. Um, you're not 100% sure where the first one came from, other than maybe he was the one that drug in the containers. They do have super strength, but the forensics people and the tech people are, are looking into that. And then over the course of the next two weeks, there, there's like a moving in montage. Right now, there's Strike Force Alpha, Beta, Gamma. Everyone has uh, two or three home team members. People always stay in the pit. So the pit personnel, the people that are there all the time are 10, 11 people. And then they, they help you get ready for field work. But these 10 or 11 people that are always there are the ones that uh, take the hit as far as perpetuating the disguise, your cover of the chaplain's assistant motor pools. So, you know, you're walking in and out of the garage to getting to the secret elevator down into the pit. And you see Pork and Brick in pastor's outfits with the white collars and the, the black upturned. Torque likes to carry around a rosary, and, and they deal with the other people on the base. Um, you don't get a lot of flack. No one gives you a hard time. Everyone's got stuff to do, but Torque being the mechanic anyway and, and Brick being the quartermaster, they spend a lot of time in the garage uh, both doing their stuff and per perpetuating the, the cover that you're just the motor pool guys. None of you have to sneak in, and there's a couple guys on Alpha and Beta Squad that have some real outlandish costumes. It takes about two weeks for all the systems to get set up, for all the dust to be cleared. There is like a, a maid service slash house cleaning service 
that apparently has top secret clearance because they're allowed in the pit. So it's a little weird to see people in, you know, French-made outfits carrying the little feather dusters, but uh, they don't really do that anymore. But that's a funny visual to me. Can we request them to do that? No. <laughs> yeah, that costs extra. <laughs> but by the time all the electronics and all the vehicles parked, all the electronics and communication gear are set up, and your quarters are stowed and up to spec, uh, we're jumping forward about two and a half weeks. You can live in the pit or you can live off base. Strike forces are not on call 24 hours a day, at least not yet. Uh, the situation with Cobra is still developing. Boogaloo spends a lot of time in the base. In fact, other than the first day or two, and when you need some gear checked out, as he's he's the primary electronics technician for the entire base. So he takes care of all the electronic equipment. He uh, updates the software on the radio gear and all of the computer programs that the pit uses. So he's busy. You know, there's one or two other communications guys that are with attached to Alpha and Beta Squad, but they are subordinate to Boogaloo. So you got the guy in charge on your team. But after those first three or four days, uh, you don't see him. He is in his lab constantly with uh, orders to not be disturbed unless, like, the pit is on fire. And he, he don't really know why, but it, it's not debilitating because you have nothing to do at the moment. It's just, you know, in, in your off hours when you're training, when you're not here for some sort of certification, and there's a whole mess of certifications. You are constantly training to do something. You are constantly under the supervision of a different Joe with a different specialty. So when you're not actively on a mission, you know, you, you have a nine to five job updating and continuing all of your certifications and getting new trainings and studying for your sergeant or lieutenant's exam. And Monday, uh, it's a Friday, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon and your HBT, your wrist communication device, which you pretty much wear all the time, when, especially when you're on base goes off. Uh, you are summoned to Duke's Pentagon office as soon as possible. The base that you're in is in New Jersey, and Duke is at the Pentagon in Maryland, so that's several hours trip. He requests you ASAP. We'll say you get there 7, 8 o'clock at night. When you get to Duke's office, your Joe credentials have come in, so you have ID cards that you don't get free run of the Pentagon, but you're allowed in the front door. You get to Duke's office, you don't wait. His door is open, and he's sitting behind his desk waiting for you. All six of you, Boogaloo's not here, come in, and he, he says, well, evening, Joes. Hope you're getting settled in okay. Anybody need a drink? And he turns around to his little portable globe thing and opens up, pours himself a glass of scotch, generous helping. And he says, I've arranged a meeting with the Arishikagi Ninja Clan. Your mission is to go there jump through whatever hoops they need you to jump through to gain their personnel. We need ninjas. I don't know if any of you are familiar with the G.I. Joe history. When the organization was first founded, uh, we had a ninja, uh, Snake Eyes, codename of Snake Eyes. He was our commando, hand-to-hand uh, training officer, and a, and a genuine asset to the team. He was romantically involved with Scarlet, our PSYOPs officer. And once they retired from the unit, Snake Eyes set aside his Snake Eyes identity. He's now known as the Silent Master. He's got a thing about talking. He doesn't do it. And he's taken over leadership and training in the Rishikagi Ninja Clan. And we need some of that help. So, I need you to go to Japan. 
Fusion me with Silent Master and probably Scarlet or whatever representatives he has. You're authorized to negotiate in whatever you see fit. Keep in mind, if there's any significant percentage of the gross domestic product used in your negotiations, this will be the last time you negotiate. Don't embarrass me. Questions? When do we leave, sir? As soon as you walk out the door. Your plane uh, is waiting at the nearest airport. Is there anything personality-wise we need to know about Silent Master? Anything that we can leverage? Uh, well, nothing you can leverage, but there is probably something you should know. When G.I. Joe was officially disbanded in 1996, a few of us stayed together. A few of us got transferred to other special units. This was in the six-month, eighth-month period between the disillusion of the G.I. Joe as a as a functioning army and before it was repurposed as uh, Special Forces strike teams. During that time, myself, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, Roadblock, uh, a, a few others uh, were one unit. We all worked so well together. And not going to mince words, Snake Eyes and Scarlet have been together since almost the first time they set eyes on each other. And they were a functioning couple in the, inside the G.I. Joe organization. You don't necessarily frown on that kind of thing, as long as it doesn't hurt the missions, and it never hurt their missions. But, like I said, in that sixth to eighth month period, where it was the Joes were in kind of a murky gray area, uh, some things happened, and, well, Scarlet and I had an affair. Snake Eyes found out. I was his field commander, so rather than kick me out back and kick my ass, he resigned. Scarlet resigned shortly thereafter, and they moved to Japan. No one has ever laid eyes on them since. I've been keeping track a little bit. They have three children. The oldest one might be mine. So I don't know how easy the negotiations are going to be. I don't know I know Snake Eyes has a long memory. I don't know if he's forgiven. I know he hasn't forgotten. I haven't talked to Scarlet. I haven't made any attempt at communication because, you know, I thought things were better left where they were. So my status as commander of the current G.I. Joe battalion may be a detriment. You have leave to do whatever you need to do to get past that. So I'm guessing that... They're not exactly expecting us. They are expecting you. That's why we haven't done anything for the last three weeks. We've been negotiating for a meeting. Okay. That meeting's been granted, but it has to be at their compound in Japan. So we're doing that. And by we, I mean you. Do we have a local on site to serve as a handler, or are we on our own? Uh, you're on your own. Even if Snake Eyes wants to kill me, uh, he has enough respect for the military to not take it out on you. You're not in any physical danger. I just don't know if you know if the negotiations will start off tainted. Okay. Does do he... we have military clearance to carry firearms with us or not? Yes. Does the Arashikagi have any enemies in that area that we need to be aware of? Any other hostile forces? Um, another member of the Arashikagi clan used to be a member of Cobra's, codename is Storm Shadow. Uh, our current intelligence states that he's not currently involved with the Arishikagi. Uh, he is based in Okinawa and has his own ninja clan, not affiliated, but, you know, he was a real pain in the neck back in the day. I don't expect you to be attacked by ninjas at the airport. His clan is uh, commercially viable 
and it functions more as a mercenary unit. There's no money in the fighting us. So that's the only link that we're aware of. Okay. Where will we where will we be staying on the compound? Do they have accommodations on for us or will we be staying off site? The meeting didn't include lodging. Uh it will only be a couple hours and then you'll you can go to a nearby military base, you can go to a hotel, whatever you think is best or most prudent, depending on how the negotiations go. I'll leave that to your discretion. But yeah, they they're not making up their spare spare bedroom for you. So from a game mechanic or a, a meta level here, Eric, are we requisitioning gear once we get there or are we taking it with us? It's a good question. And I thought long and hard about this, about the, the meta effects of the requisition phase. And I think as a game continuity thing, the requisition phase would essentially have to happen now because you're about to leave base. Yeah. But you also That's fine. don't know... You know, uh, and as far as like a, a meta thing, you know, you, you don't know what you're heading into. And clearly, right. this is the hook for the adventure. But, you know, you, you don't know how that's going to take place. But I think that is part and parcel to the G.I. Joe experience, because they mm-hmm. often didn't know what they were getting into when, you know, the opening mm-hmm. credits rolled. Right. You're taking your standard gear and then hoping you get through it with skill and luck. Okay. That's fine. So then we're taking military transport, not a civilian transport, or no? You are taking military transport. Okay. That's fine. There's an American base in Okinawa. You can uh, land there and then go branch out from there. Okinawa is near Japan. It's it's on one of the islands on the northwest side, Hiroshikagi compound um, of the main of the main island. It's northwest on a smaller island. That works. Why don't we go ahead and do requisitions? Requisitions officially are a group activity. You get three requisitions per member. So collectively, you have 12 requisitions. But uh, I think it's easier and, and a little bit more customizable to just think of it as you have three requisitions each. That's where I see the point in this being a, a group activity. He's not yet. So we'll we'll take it in the order that you appear in the voice channel, which would mean uh, Mike is first. Okay. Kit bash. Okay. So do I have to mention the stuff that I get automatically? Yes. Okay. Even though I don't have to officially requisition it? Right. But if it's not your standard, if you're not planning on just accepting your standard gear, you have to tell us what's being swapped out. Okay. I mean, if you get it automatically without a requisition, we still got to know. So the, you know, the rest of your group and and potentially the people that are going to be listening to this at some point kind of get a a mental picture of what what your guy's going to be looking like. Gotcha. Okay. So in terms of uh, weapons, um, Taking uh taking a wrench, okay. Pistol is a Colt 9 1911 and the G36C assault rifle. I get a the free uh what is it here I'm looking at? The free upgrade that I'm gonna add the grenade launcher to the assault rifle. Okay. Okay. This is your standard rifle. You're just up you, you have a perk to let you upgrade it for free. Yes. Okay. As far as grenades, two concussion grenades. Okay. This mission. 
So my armor actually already have impulse armor. I'm qualified for that without requisitioning it. Right. But I'm I'm going to try to get the uh, the reactor suit theta, the momentum armor. Okay. So that's going to be my first requisition. Uh, you're qualified for the impulse armor, correct? Yes. All right. So you get that for free. Yes. Um, it doesn't take a requisition slot. You still have three to use. Yes. But I was going to try to, should I, I was thinking I'd try to get the better armor. Oh, I got you. You're taking the impulse armor because you qualify for it. This is yes. Just for my own clarification that I keep saying qualified so much. Just to make sure I understand, you know, all the shifting and the adjusting that we're doing. And yes. you're going to take a requisition to try and upgrade the impulse to the medium battle armor that gives you the toughness bumps. No, actually, it doesn't give me toughness. The momentum armor gives me plus two evasion. Oh, okay. Instead of plus one. I apologize. I, I didn't hear momentum. Okay. Okay. So to requisition that, what do I need to roll? It is a limited upgrade. Let me get to the charts, which is on page 138. So a limited availability means you have to beat a 10. It's basically a use roll. So off of strength, it is maybe an athletics check. You can come up with something a little bit more deserving. I'm willing to be swayed. Are you trying to, inc- I'm sorry, are you trying to increase invasion or I- increase armor? Trying to get a better armor that will increase my evasion. Trying to go from an impulse armor to a momentum armor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I see what Derek's getting at. So, yeah, let's make it acrobatics then. Oh, okay. So I have a D2. Okay. You get to roll a D10 and, and, and a D2. D20? Yeah. D20 and a D2, and you got to beat a 10. That's where I'm okay. going. Well, okay. So I guess I don't get it because I got a 10. You get it. Action gets it. Oh, okay. Okay. So that it raises my evasion to 18. All right. So you got the free grenade launcher upgrade, and you get basically one request for the upgrade to the momentum armor. So you have two requests left. What else do you want? And you don't have to take all three, I guess, to be the group activity there. You can put one back in the pool or both of them back in the pool. And if Greystone fails his check to get his armor. He can basically use your slots to try and re-roll, I guess. Okay. But if you need them, use them. I'm just thinking out loud. I, I definitely think I need to use one of them on a med kit. Better safe than sorry. Greystone was mentioning earlier that kits may not require requisition because it says you just have to qualify for one and, and to get it, but it says on page 159, under acquiring kits, you can use requisition attempts to gain kits. Okay. No, kits, I was saying you have to have a prerequisite. It's everything after kits. So gear and benefits, uh, starting on page 160, don't necessarily require a role. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. Okay, so you want a med kit. Yeah, but to use the med kit, you have to have a D4 in science. That doesn't make any sense. No. Paragraph. The first paragraph underneath kit requirement says you can still attempt to use it. I think you can attempt to use it, but you do a, do so with a snag. Yeah. Whereas if you have a D2, but why would science, do it then you don't. Yeah. So if you had a D2, you'd still be rolling D20 plus D2, but it'd be with a snag. So you would roll two D20 plus D2 and take the worst. Yeah. You roll two D20s. I guess. 
Roll 2D20, take the lead. Okay. a number. Yeah. Grab that medical kit. Can't really right. think of anything else that I need. <laughs> so because medical kit's standard, we can just take that without rolling for it, correct? Because on page 138, the difficulty is a zero. Does it take a requisition slot? Yes, it does. Yeah. And yes, you can. If you want a med kit, you can have a med kit because it's a standard medicine kit. Yeah, they're they're built into the name there. Which threw me off. I was looking for like a title and then a list of. So if you wanted the burglary kit, it's limited. You'd have to make a test versus a 10 to get that. Restricted climbing kit would be a 15. Yeah, if you want a med kit, you can just have a med kit. It takes a requisition slot, but you don't actually have to roll for it. Okay, so I have a question. Because y'all said to use the med kit, you have to do a skill test, right? Yes. Not according to the EMT crash course, which is a a general perk. Do you have that? We all have that. I don't have that. Yes, you do. It is under general perks of being a member of G.I. Joe. Uh, General perks are not automatically available to all members. They're just available to pick for all members. Uh, Every four levels or so, it depends on your exact role. But you get a general perk is like a bonus eat. Bonus bonus perk is a little something extra. So So we don't get all the perks that we're qualified for? No. Okay. Then I'm screwed up because I thought we did. Keep that one. Uh, we'll, we'll have to suss that out later. Nothing that you qualify for at first level is going to be game breaking. We'll just have to be aware and, and then we'll fix it after the game. Okay. Fix it in post. It's not a big deal. I, I think I remember you mentioning them. I, I think you have like two extra. Okay. Right, so you have one requisition left. Do you need anything else? I don't believe I need anything else. All right. So, Greystone, you're next. Okay. So, all the various things I listed out in Facebook in that conversation, I think I'm going to go with. So, knife, pistol, shotgun. I'm going to go with the ballistic armor, the medium-level ballistic armor. I am going to requisition a silent version of it. And Silent is on page 156. It is a standard battle dress upgrade, so I get that without rolling for it. I'm going to go ahead and also go with... We're going up against ninjas, and I was trying to come up with something good that would help me versus a ninja. And really, uh, my character is not that character. So uh, let's go with trying to get Soft Shell. Also on 156, it is limited, uh, and it would increase my toughness by one. So I would assume that's going to be either athletics or brawn or conditioning. Conditioning, since it gives me more health, I don't know, for that skill check. Brawn sounds good to me. Okay. And no, I rolled a total of six. Go team, go. In that case, I guess I will go ahead and go ahead and just medkit. So I've got silent armor. I've got armor with the silent upgrade on it and then a medkit. So that's two requisitions. You also have one left? No, I failed to roll. Okay. But no, no, no. Oh, and another piece of gear I'd like to get is red dot sights on my pistol and shotgun. It's standard gear. It gives me one up shift when shooting people. Okay, that's fine. Standard gear is for free. So as long as you got a slot left, you can have it. Good to go. Okay. Uh, Next. Hard man. Okay. I've got my standard uh, Glock 19, my Winchester rifle. A Bowie knife. Um, I've got a stun grenade and a frag grenade. Um, I also have part of my equipment. I have a personal shield. 
And as I'm a Vanguard, I get, if I'm reading this right, uh, any equipment I'm qualified in without requisitioning it, and I'm qualified in all armor. So I pick out the hard, hard body armor. Yeah. And then for my requisitions, um, I'm going to take a silencer, which is, I believe, a standard. Okay. Piercing bullets, which I believe is limited. Should have noted the page numbers like the smart people did. Uh, I didn't write them down. I have my book open and bookmarked. I... Oh, either way. Silencer is on page 148. Oh, I was just getting there. <laughs> yep. Silencer uh, standard. Silencer's standard. You don't have to roll for that. No, uh, oh. You're right. But then the next one I think is the, the piercing bullets. There it is. Oh. It's on page yeah. 150, and it's limited. Which would be a difficulty 10. So I roll, I roll the d20, and then... And whatever your shooting skill is. The targeting, D4, 14. Right, you got it. Nice. And then for my last requisition, uh, thermal goggles, which I had open and I moved the page. Uh, thermal R page 163, they're geared benefits, which Eric said is fine. Okay, so I'm good then. Okay. All right, uh, brick house. I'll go my regular pistol, my sniper rifle. Now, if I say sniper rifle with my non-lethal and laser sight, does that count as just using the sniper rifle as is? Uh, They're both, I believe. I know non-lethal is standard. Okay. Standard you don't have to roll for. Uh, and silencer is also standard. Oh, there it is. Both of those are on 148. Okay. And let's see. One of my requisitions be tasing, or do I need a special weapon to choose that one? It has to be a melee weapon. Okay, I don't have one of those. Your knife is considered a melee weapon. All right, then. You can also swap out your knife for a baton. Well, I still have my assault rifle. Can I... Is that considered melee, or do I have to switch that up for a different one? I'll just, just go without for now. And right. upgrade to what, uh, impulse armor. Are you qualified in it? Let's see, my evasion. I would need what, invasion? Where are you? I just stick with my tactical armor. <laughs> That'll do me well. Okay. And I'll leave the others for anybody else that may need it. I don't need much. I have what I need. Well, grab our med kit. Oh, and med kit. That's definitely something I need. I forgot about that. That was at the, actually the tip of my tongue before I started sprouting out nonsense. That's good. I think we used up all of the requisition slots. Everyone has all their equipment and modifications written down. Yes, sir. Roger. Yes, yes sir. Okay. Whoosh. C-130 to Okinawa. Do a little uh, plane hopping and uh, you get a ride in a jeep once you're on the mainland and it's better part of a day. It's 12, 14 hours to fly uh, to Okinawa. It's a couple hours to island hop, a couple hours to drive from one end of main island of Japan to the other. And then there's a little bit more island hopping uh, to get to the Rishikagi compound. So it, you're, you know, you may have gotten a nap, a cat nap or something on the C-130, but you, you've been traveling for pretty close to 24 hours. By the time you 
are dumped off at the front gate of the compound. And it's a wrought iron gate surrounded by a brick fence with a brick wall. Uh, more, yeah, it's more a wall than a fence, but the brick wall is at least 12 feet tall and goes around what you assume is the entire compound. But it goes to the left and to the right of the gate as far as you can see. Um, has to turn in some point, but yeah, it, it goes down until you lose the ability to discern where the wall is. Roll at least 100 yards in either direction, probably more. Uh, the gate itself is your typical movie mansion wrought iron gate. You can't slip through the bars, but they're more spacious than you would expect. It sits off the road just long, far enough away to, you know, a standard car could sit in front of the gate and not be in danger of getting hit by anything off of the road. There is no guardhouse, but there is a, like a communications display on the wall. Or even if you pull up in a car, you have to get out and go up to the gate, the wall right next to the gate, and push the button to talk to the people on the inside who can presumably let you in. We'll say Torque is with you. He's driving the Jeep. Do you want him to stick around, or what do you want to do with Torque? I would think he would stick around since we don't have lodging there. He's going to have to take us back somewhere. Sure, but do you want him to sit right in front of the gate? Do you want him to drive around? Do you want him to park it a mile down the road where he's, you know, unobtrusive? I'd say stick in front of the gate. I mean, they, they know he brought us here, so, I mean, it's not like he needs to hide, I don't think. I agree. And I'd rather have him around... In case we got to make a quick getaway. <laughs> just just in case the, the Silent Master's still upset with Duke about the whole thing and isn't as friendly as we think he might uh, be. <laughs> or something, yeah, yeah. Is this a U.S. military marked vehicle? Yes. Then we don't want him sticking around here. Why not? He knows we're G.I. Joe. Uh, he's not the one we need to worry about. Eric, how many other potential residences are in this area that we've passed by? Uh, no. This island is upper class. Once you got away from the ferry that took you here into whatever small town there is uh, on the edge of the coast, uh, once you left the city limits, it's it's all countryside. You assume it's all vast estates. You've never actually seen a house. Okay. Did we see any other traffic, or we were the only ones on the road? Uh, there was an occasional car, nothing noteworthy. Okay. All right. That's fine, then. All right. Yeah. We're just visiting some uh, people to make some deals. Does anybody speak Japanese? Are we asking because of the tourists or, I mean, for the locals or? No, because I don't speak Japanese. Uh, negative. I took French and Spanish in high school. <laughs> but none of our characters speak it, right? No, it's not my French. Uh, actually, let me say, I don't think Japanese is one of my languages now. With the help of my sisters, though. Languages should be upper hand corner of the front page of your character sheet. Japanese is not one of my languages. See, this is where the general perks is throwing me off. Because one of the general perks is listed as tongues. And the only prerequisite is no four or more languages. And at that that point, you don't have to list all of the languages known. Okay, but you only get a general perk when it says that you get a perk in your level leveling chart which is which is kind of where the disconnect is yeah that's that's what i'm not getting yeah so it basically the general perks list at this point you you might get one of them and okay. i'll have to i'll have to look at your role to to double check what is your role by the way my role is technician all right do you have a rule book handy mike 
you have your rule book in front of you? Yes. Turn to page 101. Okay. So the table 524, the technician, that's your leveling chart. That's what you, when you go up a level, you, you kind of cross-reference. So you I got you. And where it level. says general port, general perk, that's when you pick one. Correct. Okay. First one actually comes in at fourth level. Gotcha. So, Eric, do we want to, can we, do we need to worry about having our languages already picked, or is that something that we should probably just do as we go along? It doesn't matter to me, but I'm wondering how you want to handle it. When I made up Boogaloo and Brick, the languages seemed to indicate that you had to pick them at the time, so I picked them all out. All right. And Torque doesn't speak Japanese, right? Boogaloo does. No, Torque does not. Okay. Well, hopefully Snake Eyes still remembers English and will not be offended by the fact that we do not speak Japanese. Well, if Scarlet oh. is there, she speaks English. I was going to say, he was a member of G.I. Joe for several decades. I'm pretty sure he picked up some English. Right. He's American. He speaks English. He, he was just trained in Japan, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's from the United States. He speaks English. Well, he doesn't speak English. He understands English. This is yeah. this is G.I. Joe Snake Eyes, not the movies. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, when, when in doubt, follow Marvel Comics continuity. So Snake Eyes is a right. blonde-haired, blue-eyed American. All right. So has any ninja shown up at the door to, to get us yet? Negative. We haven't pushed the button to tell them we're here yet. Yeah, they know we're here. They're ninjas. You know, they knew we were uh, here from the moment we landed. I will push the button. Okay. It takes a few seconds. Pleasant sounding elderly woman is on the phone and says, uh, can I help you? Yes, this is Mr. Greystone and Associates uh, here to see the Silent Master. We have an appointment. I know you do. I made it. How is Duke? <laughs> as cheerful as ever. I'm sorry to hear that. All right, <laughs> gentlemen. I was known as Scarlet. Good to see the Joes back in action and I hope you don't face half the adversity that we did back back in our day. Uh, the Silent Master has agreed to meet with you, but seeing as how the Joes are recently been reactivated, he's interested in a small test. A lot of his generation of Joes have, have aged out. We're, we're all getting on in years. And he wants to make sure the metal of the team is the same that he remembers forged in the fire of you know, the, the first Cobra War. So he has a proposal. If you look through the bars of the gate, off in the distance on top of the hill, just to your left, you can see a small ashram. And if you look through the bars of the gate, slightly off to your left, you do see it. It's sitting at the top of a hill. It's at least three stories tall. You can't see the ground floor, but you can see the top two kind of poking out from over the trees. It's about two kilometers away, maybe three, depending on how hilly the terrain is between you and it. She says, the Silent Master is in that building. If you can get to him in the next two hours, he will meet with you and listen to what you have to say. Between you and him are his students, practitioners of the Rishikagi Ninja fighting arts. It's a war game, gentlemen. However, since we are supposed to be allies, just inside the gate is a locked box. And the key is sitting on top of the box. And we'll replace whatever ammunition you have and you, the guns that you brought with you with non-lethal versions of, a, of that ammunition. Please use those. We don't mind some cuts and bruises and the occasional broken bone, but we don't need any of our students killed. Or do we want any of them to kill you? This is, uh, like I said, this is a war game. I'm not going to tell you how many students there are. They have no idea what your capabilities are, nor are we going to tell them how many people are in your group. This is you against them. 
if they prevent you from getting to the hard master, clearly you don't deserve the meeting anyway. Uh, once the gate opens, you have two hours. Are there any questions? No, ma'am. I don't, don't believe so. No. Challenge accepted. Good luck. And the gate swings open. All right. Swap out ammo. Yep. Go over and switch out to the non-lethal takes about stuff. three minutes. There's approximately 2.2 kilometers in a mile. So the ashram is about a mile and a half away. So if you hoof it, you can be there in about, call it, 16, 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but we don't really know what all's out there, so. Exactly. That's where I get my fun. <laughs> I think the first thing we need to do is set set a timer. That's yeah. fine. We can just have our HPT yeah. on that. What does the terrain between here and there appear to be? Forest. Hilly forest. Is there an obvious path? Yes. At least for the first 100 yards or so. Then it goes around a hill and you can't see it anymore. Okay. So ninjas are supposed to be silent and deadly, like all good things in life. What time of day is this? Yeah. What time of day are we talking about? It's mid-afternoon. It's about 3 o'clock. Okay. So it's daylight. So we can either try to beat them at their game and stealth through the forest, or we walk down this path where they either have to use ranged weapons at us, or they have to come out at us in the open where we can see them. Or a third possibility, maybe the traps, the, the path is booby-trapped. Mm-hmm. That be. was my suggestion. That's why I would say we take a nice, patient approach to this and make sure that we don't trip any wires or fall into any traps. Um, are we more likely to see traps on a path or in the forest? You would most likely see them on the path. So I would think path looks too nice and easy. <laughs> you can guarantee the forest is booby-trapped. Mm-hmm. Eric, can we see the main building? No. We can, not the target building, but the property building. Like right. Yeah. No, you can't see it. Okay. <sighs> so we could also do half and half. So half on the path and half not. That's what I was wondering. I just uh, part of me wants to say that, but then part of me hates to split the team. So I, I was debating on saying that or not. We do not have to be very far away, right? So the team in the forest can be parallel or parallel yeah. and forward or parallel and back. You know, ten yards. We don't need to be so far away that we can't support each other. The other thing is we have a sniper that can be put in a tree. Agreed. I think we need to be parallel and back about 10 yards. That way we can see if anything's coming towards yeah. the obvious on the path. If we're ahead of the you know people on the path, we're not going to be looking back at them to cover them. We're going to be looking ahead for traps. So do our vanguard or our technician have stealth abilities? Do you I have... don't. Okay. Our tank needs to be on the path. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily quiet in my movements. Let me double check what my armor does now. Because I took that stealth. Now, you have the silent trait on your armor. So all of the normal negatives for infiltration related to that are gone. Any, uh, anyone making an infiltration skill test while wearing battle dress without the silent trait does so with the penalties. Since I have that, I'm good. Yeah. All right. So in theory, I could go in the forest as well. And I've got the heavy armor plus the the personal shield, so I, I could probably go down the road a little easier. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, my level, my level up included the ability 
to hide, so that might come okay. in handy for the forest. Yeah. All right. So I guess sniper and officer in the forest, and the other two on the road. Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. Do it. Unfortunately, I'm I missed good. the part where I was on the road, but I'm good with that. <laughs> well, like I was saying, my sniper ability, you know, if necessary, I could take a take take the high ground and see if I can see if anything's ahead of us, and take them out with non-lethal, you know. Ammunition. Well, we all have non-lethal ammunition. Well, right? uh, if I'm at the, I have a higher vantage point to others than you guys that are on the ground. And you got the sniper rifle. Right. Okay. So longer range, I'll be able to take out targets that you guys won't even see coming. Are you the one that requisitioned the uh, infrared goggles? That was me. The thermal? Yeah, the thermals. I did that. Damn, he really needed those. Not at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Ah, true. True. Okay. And quick question, out of game. If we need to, if we, if I wanted to, like, loan him the goggles, is there a problem with that, or? No, no, not yet. Okay, I didn't think I want to make sure, though. Okay, carry on. Okay, so the other option, then, is throw the sniper in the woods, and the three of us go down the path. So I'll just take the high point and cover you guys in case. Right, and Eric, you said our visibility, though, stops at that hill? Correct. Yes. Uh, maybe 200 yards. All right, so uh, we need to get to that point. And then Reassess. determine if the sniper can, yeah. So the sniper could cover us until we get there. And then we cover the sniper while they move up to us and take a new position. Now, uh, with this being war game, does that mean if I hit a target with a lot of lethal ammunition, they have to withdraw themselves? Or is this like stun ammunition? But he knows. <laughs> Probably should have been one of the questions that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's, it's as much a test for them as it is for you guys. So one would hope that if the sniper manages to nail a ninja right between the eyes with a paintball or whatever he's got, that they would remove themselves from the battle. Right. It's on the honor system. Yeah, so it's, we all, all we have to do is go by this honor, so. I don't know okay, if it's honorable, but we'll find out. All right, I'm going to find a tree with the best vantage point, and I got you guys back. All right. All right. Why don't you give me a uh, blah, 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 or stealth. Infiltration. Give me an infiltration roll. All right. In the second. Of course, now you want to give me issues. Come on, computer. There you go. Nope. So for my infiltration, I'm already at a four. So 16. 16. Okay. Uh, you get about 20 yards up in a tree, about five yards inside the gate. And you've got a, a clear line of fire to 95% of the space uh, between the gates and that first hill. Okay. Sounds good to me. All right. All right, guys. I'm, I'm positioned. Let's go. All right. So are we walking? Are we jogging? Are we sprinting? I think you still need to be aware of your surroundings, so yeah, I wouldn't take a fast approach to this. I think jogging at most. Yeah. Yeah. A double-time walk with our yeah. shield in front. Yeah, somewhere between a yeah a walk and a jog. Yeah, all right. All right. Is that shield uh, translucent or is that shield solid? Uh, my shield, uh, once I activate it, lasts about a minute, shimmering energy around it. Okay. So I, I can see through it, but you can tell there's a shield there. Right. Oh, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure that we could see through it or not. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's you can tell there's a, a shield around me, but I can I can see through it clearly, and you can see me. All right. Well, I got my shotgun out, Eric, and I'm uh, let's go. I got my Glock 19 out, and I'm going. Trying to keep watching. Got my G36. Trying to keep watching. The path guys, give me an alertness check, please. 
I do, I do have a question. Okay, I've got the grenade launcher attached to my assault rifle. Since we have non-lethal ammunition, do does that include non-lethal grenades? Yeah, we'll say they're flashbangs. They'll hurt, but they won't cripple. Okay. I got a 12 on my alertness. Okay. 11. Handgun, 11. Uh, kit bash. Damn it, just one second. I got a 12. Okay, awesome. All right, you guys are jogging. Uh, double time pace or a jog or uh, that's fine. Uh, you make it about 25 yards down the path and one right after another because you guys are jogging essentially side by side. Path is just big enough for you to do so without touching any of the bushes or the trees on the side of it. But that that means that trouble hits you all at the same time. And the minimum alertness check to see this trouble was a 13. So you just missed it. So almost as a unit, because, you know, you're not paying attention or you're concentrating on the other stuff, almost without thinking about it, you fall back into a, a marching rhythm. So you're all taking steps at the exact same time. So you all step in the really deep pit at the exact same time. And everyone goes tumbling down and takes one point of damage. Uh, it's about 10 feet. It's just enough to sting. It's not really enough to break anything, but it, it gets your attention. 10 foot by 10 foot pit trap. Okay. Sniper, all you see is that they disappear. Uh, I'll use the comm unit on the HPT. Uh, all fine. Just fell. Okay. Roger that. And let's get everybody out of the hole. It's only 10 feet, right? Correct. So two of us can lift out the first. One of us can help lift out the second. And then the two up top can help pull up the third. In theory. Which begs the question, who's going first? The guy with the shield. shield. Guys, I say, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go first since I've, yeah, I've got a little more protection. All right. So be it. So, hard man yes, and sir. brick house. Why don't you guys roll for initiative? 17. 13. Okay. Hard man. Yes, sir. You get boosted out of the pit. Uh, you climb out and quickly kind of get your bearings and just off to your right, about 15 yards further down the path. You see a ninja dressed in black, typical ninja outfit with the hood and, and the, the wraps around his forearms and legs and sword on his back. Okay. I've spotted a hostile up here, guys. One. You get to go first. I'm sorry, how far away was he? About 15 yards, 45 feet. Okay. Um, Does our sniper see it? I was going to uh, say, I have, do I have him in my sight? Uh, you do, but you don't get to shoot him until your initiative. Take a shot with my Glock 19. Okay. Go ahead and make your targeting check. 14. Did you aim? No, I did not. What's your speed? Five. Five? So, yeah. You get a standard action, a move okay. action, and three free actions. I forget, I forget about that. See, so, yes, I do want to, I do want to take an aim. I just I rolled a 20, and then I've got the D4 in it. And do I add the speed to it, or is it just the D20 and the 4? D20 and the D4, but if you aim, you get an upshift on the D4. Oh, okay. So the D4 would become a D6. And the range is a free action. 15. 15. All right. Uh, you hit him. How much damage? It does one. I say one sharp, but one. Okay. Whatever it does. Okay. <laughs> Non-lethal ammunition is uh, blunt or stun damage. Are we picking that, or is it automatically? Uh, yeah, you can choose. Oh, stun. Okay. All right. Sniper, you're next. I'm rolling initiative, or am I doing targeting? Which one am I doing? Targeting or initiative? Targeting. Okay. All right. All together, I got 19. That hits. How much damage? One sharp or one stun, I guess, in this instance. One sharp damage. It's uh, Ninja's turn. Uh, that guy takes a couple hits. 
Uh, he goes down, but you see him pop right back up. Uh, he's got a couple of welts. You, you might be bleeding a little bit, but he is okay. When he pops back up, he has a buddy uh, who is nearby in the bushes with him. That's on the right-hand side of the path as you're looking forward. You have to remember that Greystone and Kitbash are still in the hole. You guys are basically going last until you get out of the hole, and then you can roll for initiative and we'll put you in. Um, mm-hmm. So the there's two guys 15 yards in front of the pit on the right-hand side in the bushes, but you can see them. One guy pops up on the left, and they are content to basically throw ninja stars at you. Hard man. Okay. Since you were the only viable target this round, you get all three ninja stars. Lucky. What is... What defense would you like to use, sir? I will. I'm going to defend. There isn't a defense. You can use your toughness. You can use your evasion. You can use your willpower. You can use your cleverness. Okay. Um, I'm just going to use my toughness. Okay. What is your toughness? My toughness is a 15. Uh, no, 18. 18. All right. First ninja guy hits you with a throwing star, which are apparently real because they're sharp and it. He manages to skip it off the ground, and it hits you right in the ankle. You take one sharp damage. And his buddy, Sub Ninja, misses. He bounces off your shield, probably. And the guy to the left is almost going to hit you in the head, but you moved your shield at the last second, probably in pain from the, from the strike to your ankle, and it manages to deflect off of your shield. He also misses. Big Bash and Greystone, I need some sort of check to get out of the hole from you guys. Okay. What are we, a D20 to get out or what? Uh, well, you got to use a skill. I don't know if you want to use acrobatics. If you want to use athletics, you want to use brawn. Actually, probably be might. You tell me what right. you want to use to get out of the pit. They're all the same stat for me. Okay. And no, apparently I am helping Kit Bash get out of the pit. <laughs> okay, well, I've actually got a D2 in athletics with a specialty in climbing. All right. And Ooh, because he's helping you, out. I'll give you the upshift. So roll a d4 instead of a d2. Okay. If he's got a specialty in climbing, does he get to roll the d2 as well? Yes. But in this particular case, uh, d2 does you no good. It, it doesn't count for anything. Uh, you can't roll a critical with it. And I guess, I guess you could get a 2 on it if your d4 rolls a 1. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, specialty no- means you get to use all the dice in the ladder. So you get the d4 and the d2 and the d20. Okay, well, I didn't even roll the D2, but the D20 and the <laughs> D4 add up to 16. Okay, so you're up. You're up. You're fine. Uh, okay. So roll initiative so we can insert you in the order. 11. You go after the sniper, before the ninjas. Oh, that's good. All right, so we'll be back up to the top of the round. Hard man, you're up. I am going to toss a stun grenade their way. Towards the two on the right? The, yeah, the ones okay. I've been attacking. a targeting check. 16. Grenade. Uh, we were using those flashbangs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stun blast at 10 feet. Yeah. And you rolled a what hit? I apologize. No problem. A 16. Okay. You got them both. That does one stun. Okay. Yeah, the nice thing, though, is that stun effects stack. One has a two stun for me, and then... 
Uh, creatures heal one stun at the end of their turn. If they suffer an amount of total stun equal to the amount of health, they're unconscious. Stun weapon target is denied a move action for the listed number of turns. So they would have healed one after last round, in theory, and then this round, however much we've dished out. Or Eric can ignore those rules because we're doing war games. Well, it's fine. Uh, stunned characters also can't take an action. Attacks against them in an edge. Wait, no. You don't get this. It's... I'm looking at page 147, Eric. Denied a move action for the listed number of turns. Stun effect stack. Creature heals one stun at the end of their turn. Creature suffers a amount of stun equal to the amount of health of all unconscious defeated. Okay, so that's standard. So you hit the the ninja that popped up twice in the first round with stun weapons. Uh, So he healed one, and then you just hit him with another stun, and you got the first guy with a stun. So they basically can't move, but they can still attack. Mm -hmm. So uh, 13 is Brickhouse. There's still three apparent ninjas, two on the right, one on the left. Hardman just lobbed his uh, flashbang at the two on the right, and it appears to have affected them. Of course, attempting to take them out. Probably by headshots to concuss them. Which one? Which one is closest? Or are they all the same distance? They're all about the same distance. But you got one on the left and two on the right. I'll take out one of the ninjas who are on the right. So targeting. It's just a shooting uh, attack. Targeting, sorry. yeah. Yeah, targeting roll. You got it. Okay, 26. Oh, that'll hit him. How much damage? Still one sharp. Uh, hit bash. Okay, I've got my assault rifle in hand. I'm going to. Aim at the one on the left. So you get one upshift to your targeting. So okay, that's that's my free action, right? Yep, it's free action aim. Okay, so I'm going to uh, try to shoot him. Make a targeting check. What's your targeting skill? Zero. Okay. Well, the upshift for aiming gives you a D two. So roll a twenty and a D two. Okay, nineteen. That hits. What's damage? Eighteen. Uh, no. No. You don't roll a d twenty for damage. It's going to be oh, okay. One or two, maybe. Okay. Oh, oh. Effect. I'm sorry about that. My my weapon. Yeah. Okay. So I've got a uh, effect is one sharp or okay. So how do I use the alternate effect? What is the alternate effect? Two sharp. You know, it says it says the effect is one sharp or the alternative effect is two sharp. Give me just a second. I'm trying to find it. Some weapons are intended to be used in more than one way or can it easily be used in unintended ways. Typically, alternate effects have consequences of using them in this way such as a downshift and a skill test. Some weapons have more than one alternate effect. Each option is separated with a comma. Attacking with a weapon with an alternate effect, declare which effect you are using before you make your attack. For example, sci-fi's laser can deal damage or it can spot, giving your allies an edge when attacking that target. Gotcha. So just a regular effect then. Yeah, because in order to use the two-sharp, like that's a three-round burst or something. You have to um, say it in advance. Yeah, and, and then you would have to take downshift to your targeting role as like okay. a penalty. Okay. But you, you can't theoretically do that because you can't take a downshift to your targeting because you have no targeting skill. Yeah. In fact, you're supposed to roll two. Not having a skill is uh, an automatic snag, so you're supposed to roll two 20s and take the lowest die. Oh, okay. But that's not true in this case because you took a moment to aim, so that gave you an upshift to a D2. So that that uh, the snag is eliminated. You gave yourself the skill, basically. Okay. So yeah, we'll we'll take it like it like it was. Uh, you just got to remember to aim or start investing in your targeting. Gotcha. All right. So uh, ninjas go next. 
the two on the right throw more ninja stars. That's all they can do since they can't move. Hard man, your toughness is an 18. You get missed. Uh, you get missed. Oh, there's a hit. All right. Uh, the guy on the left uh, mimics the guy on the right and kind of skips a star off of the stone path and manages to hit you in your shin. You got to take one more damage. And then uh, Greystone, you can roll to get out of the pit. 17. You're out of the pit. Uh, make an initiative check, and we'll slide you in the order. All right. And because I'm making an initiative check, all of my allies get a plus one to their health for the scene. Please. And I go on a 15. Uh, the plus one to the health uh, is temporary and can put it past your normal health level. So if you normally have a health of four and you have not taken any damage, you go up to a five. Awesome. All right. Let's get them, boys. Back to the top of the round. Hard man. Okay. So I'm going to aim my Glock again at the first one that I hit. And I take a pot shot at him. I'm going to aim 20. Okay. Did it total a 20 or did it? Yeah. No, it was a total. 20. You need to, okay. Sorry. It was a dirty uh, 20. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. But that, that brings me to the side note that you guys, whenever you roll the maximum number on whatever dice that you're rolling, you need to tell me. Because right. if that's a critical hit, so that automatically succeeds and you get a bonus positive effect, whatever you're doing. So how much damage, Hardman? One stun. Okay. And which one are you shooting? Uh, the first one I shot at. Greystone, you're up. All right. Uh, concentrate fire on the furthest right target, all of you. And I will, as a move action, I will use my plan of action and give Kit Bash will get a plus one up shift to his targeting the next time he shoots. That is plan of action. That's one of my perks. And then I am going to aim, use my laser sight, and shoot my shotgun at the ninjas that are together, the two. The main target is the one on the furthest right, but I'm assuming they're within 15 yards of each other. Oh, uh, so I can hit them both. Wait, I thought one of the ones on the right was down. No, he's bloody, but they're both still standing up. Okay. I'm sorry, I thought that critical hit took him down. No, it wasn't uh, a critical hit. Like, no, it wasn't. Total the wrong. It was a dirty okay. And I only got all of a three with my shot. I'm, I'm too distracted giving out all these bonuses. Yep. And that's all I can do. All right, so I'm going to aim for the ninja, the ninja on the left. All right. I'm going to aim for his knee to hobble him and try to take him out. Okay. And I got a 24. Damn. All right. So there does not appear to be called shot rules in the book, at least not that I've found. Derek, are you aware of any? No, there are none that I know of. I mean, I, I suppose if he critted on the roll, you know, you could come up with some kind of effect for it. But the only really thing that they call out is doubling the damage. So, yeah, I'll have his movement since you rolled so high. But give me... Well, if he does damage, he can't move anyways. That's true. It's just done. All right. I'll, I'll try and come up with some sort of call shot rules for next time. Well, it should be an option. Uh, But okay. Yeah, you got him. Well, wouldn't that be the same as aiming? Uh, Or no? No, because the aiming just gives you an upshift in the die type. But uh, a, a called shot, he, he's aiming for some sort of effect. Right. Like he wants to cripple the guy or right. keep him from moving or, you know, something like that. Or, you know, conceivably, if you're going to call shot somebody to the head, which is kind of the sniper's job, right. uh, you would expect some sort of bonus damage, but you'd have to take some sort of penalty to the shot. You just got to come up with something that's game balancing. My initial thought is like a, a minus five, maybe a minus eight to hit the head, something like that. And if you can still hit the guy 
over his toughness or his evasion or whatever it's toughness because you can't use evasion on ballistics then then you can achieve the extra effect but I, I don't want to come do it off the top of my head. I want to make sure it's balanced a little right. bit more. So we're not going to do that specifically in this session, but I'll make sure rules are in place for the next one. Okay. Okay, Bash, you're up. Okay, I've got the two on the right. I'm going to toss one of my concussion grenades. Okay. But remember, you get a plus one up shift from me. Yeah. And doing anything else, you got a couple of free actions you can use. I mean, I don't aim when I toss a grenade, do I? You can. Okay. Well, then I'll aim. That's a total of two upshifts. You go from no skill on targeting to a D4. Okay. 16. That hits them both. One of the ninjas gets knocked back into a tree. He's down. The other guy pops back up from the bush, but he's facing the wrong direction. Uh, ninjas go. Guy on the left is really the only one that can make an attack this round. And he steps out onto the path. He's bleeding from the knee. He only moves like five feet, so I'm not really counting it as a movement movement. He's not trying to move. He's just getting in a slightly better position. He steps out onto the path, so he's readily apparent to everyone, and he draws a katana and takes a ready stance. And we'll skip back up to the top. Hard man, you're up. Okay, first, uh, for my move action, I am going to uh, use Inspiring Words, and I'm going to give the sniper a plus two on their next skill test. Okay. And then That's I'm, not upshifts. It's just a bonus of two points to whatever they roll. Upshift of two. An up upshift of two. two. Okay. Yeah. And then and I'm and I'm going to aim and fire at the guy with the sword in front of us. Okay. Uh, I got a seventeen, yeah. and on my six I got a uh, a six. Okay. So I rolled the maximum on my six sided. Nice. All right. So uh, what weapon are you using? Your Glock. My Glock. Sorry, my Glock nineteen once again. Okay. Okay. Well, you shoot the blade down near the hilt and doesn't snap it, but you basically put a hole in it. You can see that it wobbles whenever he adjusts his stance, and he kind of looks at it and throws it down in disgust. Greystone. Point my shotgun at him and say leave, and if he does not leave on his turn, I will shoot. Contingency action, as it were. Brickhouse. Everybody's giving him the option to leave. I... Yes, since we're giving him the option to retreat, I fire a warning shot in front of his feet. There's still there's still the ninja on the right, correct, Eric? Yeah. Well, but, he's turned around, but he's turned around backwards. So, oh, I forgot about him. Okay, so the one that you guys have told to leave is facing you, and he's on the right. He's on the left. Well, yeah, actually, in, on in, he's on the path. He's in the middle of the road now. But, yeah, he was the okay. guy on the left. Okay, and the one who's facing the other way is he in the, the body rider speaking cuss or something like that. Yeah. The, okay, so I aim for a quote unquote kill shot, take him out, and you know headshot to just totally take him out. Okay. So that that one, the one that you guys are confronting, would be the only one left apparently. Okay. All right. So, oops, that rolled off the table. All right, let's try it again. That rolled off the table. Damn death. <laughs> and no, only seven. Okay. Yeah, he, he sidesteps like you saw it coming. Yeah. Ninja powers. Hit bash. Okay. Well, everyone's being nice. I'm, I'm not going to be so nice. I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to aim and take a shot at the one on the left or the one that's on the path okay. in front of us. Sure. Okay. So since I'm aiming, I get a one up I didn't do crap. I got a three. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, he, he pulls some ninja stuff and does the little bullet time, head head to the side to dodge the bullet. And then their turn. And the path turned around and runs away. Okay. Uh, 
behind the right that was kind of stunned. He throws a smoke grenade that kind of envelops the bush, and then he disappears. I guess when the smoke clears, he, he will not be there. Hard man. So the enemies are all down then? One's down and the two have fled, in quotes? Here's that way, yes. I'm going to uh, move where am I at? I'm going to move forward about 10, 15 feet, cautiously watching for anything else that may be out here. Make an alertness check for me. 14. Okay. Uh, you get about 12 feet, maybe 15, past the pit, and you snap, step right smack dab in the middle of a snare trap, and you are suddenly 10 feet above the ground upside down. Okay. Can I use my uh, bowie knife this round to try to cut down, or do I need to wait on that? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, you got to wait for your yeah. turn. Your, your next turn. Yeah, that's what I figured. Greystone? <sighs> Just wash in the area, with or without an alertness check, your call. With, please. Die. 25. Okay. Uh, right the the snapping of the snare trap that has ensnared Hardman moves the leaves that are in front of the pit in that area, and you see two more on the path. Two more traps or two more ninjas? Two more snare traps. I will call out their positions. Okay. Brickhouse. Okay. We'll take aim at the rope that's holding my teammate up. Okay. All right. I'm hoping that's... to get you down, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to penalize you. I'm going to say one downshift because it's such a small target. Okay, so I never did. I ever use, I didn't use the two bonus points that I got from my other teammate on my last goal. So can I use that? No, they're, they're only right, good for, so. the, for the round that they're announced. I got you. All you right, can't, so. you can't aim and kind of get rid of that penalty. So you'll you'll do it at your regular die instead of an upshift or a downshift. So it's whatever I have on my die plus my level, and then is the downshift one? Not if you aim. No. Oh, so, well, okay. I'm, so I, I'm, right now you're rolling a d20 plus your targeting die, which is what? It's a what d6. Is d6? Okay. So when you aim, you get an upshift, so you would be at a d8. But I'm penalizing okay. you one. Because it's the rope is, you know, an inch and a half thick. So you're going back down to a D6. Okay. So it's a D6 plus whatever I roll. Uh, it should be a D6 plus a D20. So, okay, I got, it. I got a total of 24. All right. Yeah, you got it. You got the rope, and hard man takes kind of a hard fall, but he, he's free from the snare trap. Uh, Kit Bash. Okay. Um, I don't know. You'll have to tell me if this is a free action or not. First thing I want to do is look at my uh, HDB and see how much time's left on that two hours since we had the altercation. Yeah. As of right this second, we'll say there's an hour and 18 minutes, 35 seconds. Okay. Since we know that we have the two traps on the path in front of us. Yeah. And once uh, Greystone calls them out, they're pretty... They're, they're not easy to see, but you can see where they are on the path. Yeah, but we still have to avoid them. Well, you can avoid them. Now you know that now that you know that they're there, you can avoid them, no problem. Okay. I want to use my alertness, and I've got a specialty in investigation okay. to, to see if I see anything else around that's trapped. Okay, that's reasonable. Go ahead. So with the special, what's, what's your alertness? Uh, D2. Okay. Uh Okay, so it's just a 20 in the D2. It is a 17. Nice. But no, there's the, the pit trap. It, it kind of seems like you were supposed to jump over the pit trap and not see the snare trap, so they get you either way. But once you fell in the pit trap, you noticed that there were a total of three snare traps just beyond the pit trap. Uh, but that appears to be all of the traps and or ninjas in the area. Okay. 
Now it's the ninja's turns, and there are no ninjas. There are no surprise attacks, so we are effectively out of combat. Pick, Reload, everybody. I'm going to pick myself and dust myself off. All right. That takes about a minute and a half. So do I, I come down from the tree to join the rest of the team? Okay. And you're at basically the, the big hill. Okay. Okay. Well, then let's get the sniper reset up. We'll cover the area while he does that and uh, figure out what where we're heading next. Okay. Sniper, why don't you give me an infiltration check again? Neutral and uh, 11. That's not horrible. It's not the most stealthy tree climb you've ever made in your life, but there, there's a tree. It's not on top of the hill, but it's near the peak of the hill. When you're in the tree, you're still above the level of the peak of the hill, and you've got a pretty good line of sight, the valley, basically, between you and the big hill that the ashram's on. That's the only feature. It goes down. You know, it's a 30 degree slope and it goes down for half a mile, maybe a little bit more. It's hard to tell exactly where the ground is or where the bottom of the valley is. And then it goes back up at a similar pace. So uh, from one side of this valley to the other is roughly a mile. And then the ashram is a few hundred yards past that, kind of up on the side of the hill a little bit more. So once we top the hill, do we still have a path or is it just forest? There does not appear to be a path anymore. Okay. Um, the path that you are on basically goes to the right of the hill and kind of keeps going off to the right as you're kind of facing, you know, the direction that the path is going. And the ashram is on the hill next to the valley, basically on your left. So, so the, the path is going in opposite direction. Yeah, that the path probably goes to wherever the main house is. And then the ashram is kind of all by itself in the nature uh, on top of a different hill. Is Brickhouse going to be able to cover us from this tree moving through the forest or no? Probably. Uh, his visibility is down to about 70% and does not include the very bottom of the valley. Okay. So basically he needs right. to change location once we get halfway down the hill. Uh, unless you, there, There's no good position he can be in to snipe at the bottom of the valley because it's just too tree covered. He has yeah. to be down in the valley with you. And, and as far as... You know, within 20 or 30 yards of the bottom of the valley, he's got probably 70% coverage. You know, there's still a lot of trees in the area, but, you know, depending on exactly where you're at, if he can't get a headshot on somebody, you know, he could hit a leg or something. Yeah. Well, all right, let's go ahead and uh, let us, let's swing right in like a uh, crescent so that we're not going straight down this hill. Right. I think we should swing left. Since That's fine. I mean, since where we're heading is on the left. That works, too. All right, so I'm going to start heading left downward, moving a little bit slower since we're going through the jungle now. And downhill. And downhill, mm -hmm. yes. All right, so everybody make an alertness check. Eric, I'm five meters behind them. Okay. I've got a dirty 20. I got a nine. 17. I got 11. Okay. Just before it happens, hard man, you're kind of angling to the left down this hill, kind of going in a big curve, and you're about halfway down the hill. Uh, you're approaching a small grouping of trees where you pretty much know that Brickhouse is not going to have a super clear line of sight. This is one of the 30% that he can't get full coverage on. So you're kind of making a little bit of an extra trip to get around that so he can still see you. And, and, you know, doing the hand signals, letting everybody know to stay away from that area and instead of banking out to the left to follow the crescent path, you have to bank into the right to get in front of the trees so Brickhouse doesn't lose his line of sight to you. Yeah. And as you are doing that, one of the trees 
in the little grouping uh, shifts in a weird way against the wind up at the top, almost like there's a ninja in it who has to adjust his path because you weren't going where he, he thought you were going to go. And Greystone, you basically see the same thing. Okay, let me know when I can do something. Right now, this is basically the surprise round, and you guys will surprise this guy or guys. You don't know how many, but you know where they are. Okay. I pop smoke and throw and basically just right where we are. I'm not throwing it. We, we saw how well I didn't do that last time. Uh, but I will pop a smoke grenade and call out that position and move to my right. Okay. How far away is um, that tree? Uh, call it 20 feet. Okay. And what do you want to do? I'm going to uh, run up to the base of the tree. Okay. You can see that there's a ninja in it. Uh, that that would basically be your move action. You still have an attack and or a couple of free actions. Yeah. How far up is the tree, approximately? Uh, he's probably 15 feet up. I'm going to my Glock up and take a pot shot at him. Go ahead. 21. Right. That hits him. Uh, one damage. One stun. One stun. All right. So now we're in initiative. Everybody give me an initiative check. Four. 12 for hard, man. 10. I got 20. And everybody gets another, gets that temporary health back. All right. Brickhouse, you are technically first, but you haven't zeroed in on where everyone is yet. Greystone shouted out coordinates, you know, top of the tree, grouping of trees, dead ahead of us and stuff. But they're still covered by foliage. So I'm going to need you to make an alertness check. All right. And? And? All right. Yeah. You don't see the trees moving against the wind like, you know, somebody mentioned. So you know where they are in the role. You know they're in that grouping of trees because that smoke all over it. But you don't see anything that you can shoot. What do you want to do? Oh, I just I just wait until I hear from my team to get a better sense of what's going on. I don't want to shoot blindly into the smoke and we're skating on my teammates. So I'll just stay padded and be patient. Okay. Uh, ninjas go. Uh, the one that you see, hard man, stays in the tree. He whips out like a blow dart gun and tries to shoot you with it. Bounces off your shield or your armor. Yeah, your sh- my armor. Shield. Are you, is, is your shield out? Do you have your shield on? It's not activated right now, no. Okay. Oh, it bounces off your armor. Does not pierce your skin. Uh, and then the one you don't see uh, also manages not to hit your skin. Bounces off your armor. You both, or you and Greystone, both hear the pinging of darts bouncing off of your armor. And there were two, not one. So, hard man. Once again, take a shot at the one in the tree above me. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to aim and then take a shot at him. Three. Oh, that misses completely. So, branch gets in the way, deflects the bullet off. Greystone. Can I see both or only one? Only one. I'm going to put my, I let my shotgun fall on the sling, pull out my pistol, and I put the red light on it. I am not shooting. I am lighting him up and telling Brickhouse to look for my red laser. It is, I'm pinging that ninja. And if at all possible, get behind the tree as much as I could. Okay, yeah. Should be able to do that. Uh, Basically, I'm trying to provide an assist to someone who shoots a heck of a lot better than I do. Yeah, okay. Rick House, give me another alertness check. With all the penalties and bonuses, we'll just call it evens. So you just make straight up alertness. Okay. I got a 22. You see the red dot. Fire away. Um, I hit my target. Am I doing it to targeting roll, or am I good with the alertness? Uh, you have to make a targeting roll. Uh, okay. The alertness is just so you 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 could zero in on... Uh, okay. 
specifically where I the got energy you. was. I got you. Okay. All right. Targeting, I got a 24. Nice. All right. That hits him. He crit fails and falls out of the tree. So I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> uh, there still is the mysterious ninja that no one has managed to see yet. Kit Bash, you're up. That sort of ruined my plan. <laughs> oh, man. You can still shoot him just because he's unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I was going to switch over to my to my grenade launcher and launch <laughs> a flash grenade up there. Well, you can still do it. You just don't know where he is. Are we aware of the second one? Yes. Everyone heard two pings of of darts bouncing off of Hard Man's armor, but you've only seen one ninja. So there's okay. another one somewhere. Okay. Then I am going to aim my grenade launcher that's you attached nothing, to my You have nothing to aim at. Well, I was just going to aim up in the tree where he was at, where the one that fell was at, or is that a wasted shot? It's not a wasted shot, but I can't give you the aim. I can't give you the bonus. Okay. You, you have no idea if the ninja you're shooting at is even in that area. You're Basically, you're firing blind. I'm firing blind. Okay, well, then I'm going to fire blind okay. up, up into the tree to see if we can spot the second ninja. Okay, so basically, you just need to roll with the snag. Roll two 20-sided dice and take the lower die. Okay. Twelve. Okay. Bounces off a couple of branches. You see some shadows kind of floating all over the place, but the, no ninjas get lit up. So that was not the right spot. Okay. Uh, back to the top of the round. Brickhouse? Okay, so there's a mysterious ninja in the ground. Can I use my sniper rifle to see if I can see... Any sign of him by maybe the flesh color of his skin. I know his hands or eyes might be exposed or even the slightest movement in the tree. Make an alertness check with a downshift. Okay. All right. Here goes nothing. Uh, so that would be 15. Not quite good enough. Uh, you don't see him. You don't see, okay. you don't see anything. You don't see any leaves. You don't see any skin coloring anywhere. Nothing's moving against the wind. This guy did incredibly well on his camouflage final exam. And Greystone, what's your evasion? My evasion is a 12. 12. All right. Well, a dart hits the tree that your hand is on about two inches from, from the fleshy part between your index finger and your thumb. Nice. Hard man. Okay. I don't think this is going to work, but uh, what I want to do is... Can I kind of tell where that, that shot came from, roughly? Um, or? You'll have to give up either your move. Well, you'll have to give up your move action to make an alertness check. Can we do this then? I don't know if this is going to work or not, but I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up the ninja that's next to me on the ground. Yeah. I'm going to pick him up over my hand and just get like a blood-curling scream. Ah! And I'm trying to use Frighten on the one that's hiding. Would that work, or can I do something like that? Uh, you can try anything. Uh, give me a second to see if that will work. Because I've been... A specialization in Frighten. What is the specialization? Frighten, what is that? What's the associated skill? Intimidation? Yeah, Intimidation. Um, so yeah, I guess roll that. I'll give you an upshift because you have an, his unconscious buddy. Yeah. And you'll have to beat his willpower defense. Whatever that is. Dirty 21. Willpower is not 22, so he pops up. He's actually basically standing behind you in a bush, uh, kind of in between where you and Greystone are. Okay. And he 
throws his blow dart down and raises his hands. I'm just going to drop the guy I have in my hands. Okay. Uh, bows to you and that's it. Just kind of stands there. Do any of us have anything to restrain him with? Yes, but he's a ninja. But I'll, if this is my war guard, then he's half. He has to abide by honor code, correct? So he just acknowledges that he's out of the game. That's my that's surrendering. Yeah, that, that's basically the impression you're getting. Yeah. Okay, so we've taken them out, so we can continue, correct? Yep. Yep. Reload. Yep. Brickhouse, you uh, want to get up here? Since we're uh, getting towards that area you can't cover. I am on my way. Set him up on this side of the downhill so that he can cover us as we go down and back up, and then get to a point where he can come down and back up to us. Yeah. So I just station myself at the top of the hill instead of a tree. Yeah. That sounds good. While he's doing that, Eric, is there anything on this unconscious ninja that we can use from an intelligence standpoint, not from a weapon standpoint? No. Okay. Does it do us any good to talk to the one that gave himself up? He won't talk to you. Okay. That's going to be my next question. <laughs> I'm assuming as I station myself at the top of the hill, there's no longer any danger behind us so i don't have to watch over my back i would say never assume that good, i can't in good conscience say that but you can assume <laughs> that I, I would never assume that all right i'll just have to keep a eye out on you guys and eye out on myself and that's but, why you get paid the big bucks yeah, yeah uh, never assume you're safe the trip the the, the trip into the valley goes smoothly. Uh, you get down to the valley and there's like a little uh, bubbling brook kind of rolling through it. You cross it, get back out of the dense tree line at the bottom and start the climb up to the hill with the ashram on it. And you get in a defensible position. Uh, you wave Brickhouse over. Brickhouse makes the traverse through the brook at the bottom of the valley uh, through the trees and gets to where you are. You're in like another grouping of trees that he can use for cover on this side. Once you crest the hill, you've still got about 100 yards to get to the ashram and he'll have to move from there. But he can he's got a clear line of sight for basically anything that happens on this side of the hill. And once you crest, I guess you can see the ashram. There are no paths leading to it, but it's it's a fairly straight shot. There aren't any huge grouping of trees. There's some fern bushes and, and things like that kind of around the building itself, uh, where there could be a couple of ambush points, but they're, you know, they're, they're ninjas. They can fold themselves into tiny little, you know, divots in the ground, but it doesn't look like there's any good ambush spots between you and the ashram's front door. All right, so since there's no more use for my sniper rifle, I put that away and pull out my pistol. Well, I disagree with that. <laughs> He's, he said there was trees that you could get up in to cover us for basically the rest oh, of the I way. Didn't, oh, I didn't hear that part. All right, I, I'm using my sniper rifle for the rest of this then. Who threw that first grenade, that first flashbang? Into the tree? Yeah, I did. It was, I didn't, it wasn't a flash grenade that I threw. It's a flash grenade that come out of my grenade launcher. No, 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 no. In our first, our first encounter. Oh. Oh, that'd be me. The first encounter. Yeah, yeah, I threw the stun grenade at the two. Yeah. Here, have another one, because I can't throw for squat. (laughs) I will take it. Okay. Spread out. Take it nice and slow. We've got the time. Keep your eyes open. And let's go say hi. Speaking of which, I'm going to check the time. How much time do we have? Eight minutes. Oh, crap. An uh, hour so and 18 Quick. It doesn't make okay. sense for me to position myself in the tree. We just have to huff it. I have to huff it along with you guys. No. Only one of us has to make it. Stay in the tree. Agreed. I thought it was a group thing, or is it just a 
whoever makes it there first. She didn't say. So I would say cover us, and if somebody starts running, just clear their path. I gotcha. All right, let's go. It's a quick walk. Everyone's got their eyes peeled in every direction. Uh, you have adequate sniper coverage, and uh, you you make it to the front door with about a minute and a half to spare. All right. Well, we'll call Brickhouse up and knock on the door. And I say while he's while he's calling for Brickhouse, I'm going to inspect the door. Okay. For any sort of traps or anything. Sure. Uh, make an alertness check. Not my strong suit, but... 18. The door is not trapped. Okay. Yeah, well, once right. Brickhouse gets up, I'm going to open the door up. Okay. Open the door. The ashram looks like it's three stories tall, but really it's only one room that just goes way high up in the air. There's some poles and things for like, jumping around and, and doing stealth matrix stuff in the ceiling area, but it, it's one large open room. The middle of the room has a uh, a stone garden in it with a lot of beautiful whorls, a couple of bonsai trees. There's a fountain, a water effect in the, in the very middle. And sitting past that on a small raised dais is an old bald man, uh, an old woman with gray hair streaked with red and probably a 30-year-old man with dirty blonde hair, and they're all dressed in ease, and they're watching you come in. Both men don't say anything. The woman smiles. She doesn't wave. They're all in cross-legged positions sitting on mats. How far away? Uh, probably 40 feet. Okay, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk towards them. Okay. And when I get 10 feet away, I'm going to stop them and bow towards all three of them. Uh, is this a dojo-type setting where we need to remove our shoes to show respect? Uh, that is up to you. Doesn't look like Hardman did. Well, I look around and see what our hosts are wearing. If they are wearing sandals, I'll remove my shoes to show respect make to the a, dojo. Make a culture check. We don't get to make the smarts rolls very often so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a smart guy. All right. So I got a D2. All right. Yep. And a 20. A2. Okay. Yes, you should take your shoes off. All right. I removed my shoes as well as the rest of the others. Uh, the, the other uh, two of us. The other three of us. All. Well, hard man's already up there. That ship has sailed. Uh, now I've got body armor on, so it's kind of hard to remove my shoes. <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> You're wearing the wrong kind of shoes then. Yeah. Raystone and Bash, what are you doing? Uh, I removed my shoes. Low top boots off, put the shotgun down, holster the pistol, walk up. Once you all get up there, a woman nods her head at every one of you in turn, locking eyes with you. And she says, welcome to the Arashikagi Ninja Dojo. Silent Master is aware of your need and ha has decided to grant your request. You can tell Duke that we will dispatch a squad of ninjas as soon as they come back from a special mission. It'll be about two weeks. Um and uh, Silent Master would request of Duke that the Ninja Force status be reapplied. And basically, she is saying through your army, or probably it would probably be a culture or armed forces. Silent Master through the woman, who we all know is Scarlet. Uh, so I can drop the pretense and just start calling her Scarlet. The Silent Master is requesting through Scarlet that the ninjas are a part of G.I. Joe. But they're a separate force. They're their own squad. And uh, somebody want to prove that? You want to check with Duke? That's fine. Or, okay. Well, Duke, 
orders were to get them on board. Not spend money. Well, if they're volunteering, we're not spending money. Right. I was just well, that was that was a uh, a cue or a, a teaser to see if you uh, remember that conversation and didn't jump into anything silly. <laughs> so as we introduce ourselves, we know who the Silent Master is. We know who Scarlet is. I'm going to ask who the 30 year old gentleman is. Or isn't that their son? Wouldn't that be their son? Not guaranteed. We don't know that for sure. It is their son. Okay. This is Scarlet. the one that looks What's like Luke. What, yeah. What's Scarlett's last name? Only Scarlett. I know is O'Hare. Oh. Oh, it's O'Hare. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it's O'Hare. I thought it was O'Hara. Shanna M. O'Hara. O'Hara. Yeah. So his name's Hero O'Hara. Let's not have Snake Eye's last name. We don't know what Snake Eye's last name is. Oh. <laughs> Classified. I understand that, but it seems like he would have his father's last name if his father was right there. If his father was right there. Yeah, see? It's drama. So, you want to be hero master? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, as they stated, Snake Eye's name has been classified since he joined the Joe, so I don't, um, Scarlett might not even know his his real name. Oh, I'm sure she does. If they're married, I'm sure she does. I'm not going to be presumptuous enough to give him a name. <laughs> you know, certain lines you don't cross. <laughs> Plus, there's the I'm, drama I'm, I'm, of his hero, Snake Eyes' kid or Duke's kid. Well, at least his, at least the kid's last name's not Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a tricky conversation. <laughs> Thank you for listening in to this adventure. Join us bi-weekly as the battle against Cobra continues. Also, listen to the other G.I. Joe shows on this network. G.I. Joe, a real American headcast, covers the original adventures of the real American hero team, both the Larry Hama comic and the Sunbow cartoon. Then, over on Bravo team, General Head and Articulated Chad look at all the other aspects of the G.I. Joe universe. G.I. Joe and all related characters and names are trademarked by Hasbro. We at the Headcast Network claim no rights of ownership other than our thoughts presented. Everything else is owned by Hasbro. We're just really big fans sharing our love of G.I. Joe. Check out the G.I. Joe comics from Marvel Comics, Devil's Due Publishing, and currently IDW Publishing. And if you're enjoying the game we're playing, why don't you check out RenegadeGameStudios.com, buy the game, and play with your friends. And remember to join us in two weeks as... The Adventure Continues.